Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. Hi, this is Rachel. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is Rose Buddies. It's Rose Buddies. You did it. You clicked on the right one and you found it. You've done it. You've really done it this time. You've touched the dial. Now stop. You've touched the dial. Don't touch it anymore, though, because it's got jam on it. You were about to talk about the fucking Bachelor. And what did we. What. There's a lot of debate about what even happened tonight because a lot of the Bachelor scholars can't seem to get together on what happened tonight because it was so gosh damn boring. Two ladies went home. Oh, yeah. So there's that. But there are no rose ceremonies. Nick is not. Here's what I think Nick is afraid of flowers. Now, hear me out. I put a lot of thought into this theory. I haven't. I just sort of started talking, and I hoped the theory would come to me. But he doesn't do rose ceremonies very much. Did you notice that we heard from some florists telling us they they listened to the show? I saw one one star review from a florist, and whoever you are, go eat a biggin. I don't know. I don't know what you want from us. It was obviously that a was joke. Like a, yeah, like a joke. But like, I mean, it hurt our fucking ranking. So those, those reviews count. <laughs> I'm laughing all the way to the bank where I have to go. And get a new mortgage for my house because you've ruined my credit. And like a casual podcast listener isn't going to see that review and be like, oh, I get the joke. They're going to be like. I mean, it's a pretty good fucking gag. Don't get me wrong. It's a good gag. But it took food from my baby's mouth. That's not true either. He's breastfeeding. So that'd be weird if he took food from. I guess that would mean that you ate less. There's a lot of the scholars aren't quite sure how (laughs) breast milk even like works. Where does it come from? I don't really want to talk about a lot of folks are just sort of wondering like is it just like if you eat a lot of taco bell does it come out if it's like there's like mild sauce and fire sauce you know like is there like a like like soft serve like swirled i mean i worked at tcby and so now you're actually giving me sort of a visualization of like how that yogurt comes in essentially big bags full of like kind of like milk so I know that you love talking about how I feed our our child, but I I'm just so curious about it, and the scholars are curious about it because nobody's quite sure what how what happens in there. It's wild, though, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's that's I I will agree on that one. That one's that one's true. Today on The Bachelor, yes, two women went home. Yes, and we should mention we're probably going to record only part of this episode tonight and the rest of it tomorrow because apparently Mr. James Kimmel is doing the his, incredible news source that the we incredible all depend news on. source well i mean they've gotten rid of the other after show which i'm just saying some people go to tom brokaw yeah uh some people go to you know chris matthews i go to james kimmel because i go and i get the hard fucking breaking news that's how i found out that uh obl died um that we got him you know seal team six got in their zero dark 30 style and just like hooked him up um was from Jimmy Kimmel, is how I learned that Osama bin Laden perished. Yeah. But it's also where I go to watch kids have their Halloween candy taken away. It's like a fun <laughs> prank from parents. So it's both, um, you get both like pranks on kids and also you learn that Osama bin Laden, fam- famed terrorist, uh, has, was killed by SEAL Team 6. The, now, I would argue we don't have to watch James Kimmel, that we could just look at one. We of, should watch it though, because I want to, I want all the details. Anyway, on on James Kimmel out. tonight, 
they are announcing the new Bachelorette, apparently, and there's a lot of scuttlebutt. A well, lot of, no, okay. no, 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 no. See, you're already making a leap there. Oh, The yeah. only thing that happened was the executive producer said he was going to make an a historic, historic announcement. On the commercial today, while we were watching the show, it said the new Bachelorette will be Oh, it did? Revealed. Yeah, dog. Yeah, drips and drabs. And now drips and drabs. So um, it's going to happen, and I, so there were a lot of folks, somebody posted this in the Facebook group, and there were a lot of folks who, like, got worried about spoilers. I'm sorry, I don't, I just don't think, like, like, this is Bloyd's stuff, folks. Like, I don't think talking about who the next person on the show is well, going to be. Well, and is what happened is, like, Reality Steve tweeted it. And so, of course, everybody thinks it's real because he's pretty accurate. Right. Um, but, but yeah, I, think, I, so I, we, I don't think we're going to restrain ourselves from talking about it. And I'm sorry if that's a bummer, but, like, it's too big a thing for us to... It's, like, a huge news story, if true, mm-hmm. and we can't, like, not talk about it. Would you ask Anderson Cooper not to talk about a storm? Who? Would I ask Anderson Cooper not to talk about a storm? Yeah. Does he talk about storms a lot? He he was all up in the hurricane. Oh, yeah. It's just not the first thing I think of when I think of Anderson Cooper's hard-hitting journalisms. Well, he talks about storms. He loves weather patterns, apparently. Listen, I'm just now learning this for I'm the first time. I'm just saying that we are Anderson Cooper, and this is a storm. This is our storm, because grrr, apparently Rachel's going to be the new Bachelorette. We're going to get confirmation. Be still my heart, though, because this would be fucking amazing. Not just because she'd be the first black Bachelorette um, or, like, main like cast member. What's the right word here? Main, main person on the show. Bachelor, Bachelorette, whatever. Um... She's also just fucking awesome. Like, she's so fucking good. And yeah, she we're was big fans. So good in this episode. Very real. And, like, I'm very, very into it. So um, we're going to find out, I guess, tonight. I thought it was going to be on after the show. Stupid me. It's Quantico time. <laughs> I tuned into about 20 minutes of Quantico while you're getting the baby to sleep. Yeah. And let me tell you, I, I had trouble following it. They're robbing something from the CIA. And it's like, aren't you guys the CIA? Who's, who's Joe Quantico? Joe Quantico is... I don't know that that's a character on the show, though. I'm, yeah, oh, is it a gas station, like Sunoco? Yeah, it's actually about a gas station that steals from the CIA, I guess. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll have more on that at the end of the episode. And it's good that we have more stuff to talk about this episode, because really, though, dude... This is the this is the fucking uh, there's something in wrestling called the go home show and it's what like the last SmackDown or whatever right before the big pay per view so you find out like who's gonna make the pay per view this is and it's lame like uh, sometimes it's cool sometimes it's like a- exciting but I feel like in the context of the Bachelor it is fucking lame a hundred percent of the time yeah like it's high stakes for the women on the show but for us the viewer we're like we just get to it already. Especially in this season, which I'm sorry, y'all. I'm still enjoying the season, and I've, I feel like listening back to the past couple episodes of Rose Buddies, it sounds like I fucking hate this franchise and everything it stands for. This f- season has treated me like I'm the dumbest asshole ever, and I can't <laughs> stand it anymore. I know. It's so much like people, like, I'm just so worried I'm going to go home, and but he's always full of surprises, so you never know. But I think I'm going to go home, and I'm going to go home, and I'll go home, and I'll go home. You know home. what I think it is? What? I just had a revelation. What's that? Usually when we have a bachelor, we get kind of romanced on the bachelor. We yeah. we get kind of like a America's going to fall in love with him too. And here are all different ways in which we enjoy him and some great shots of him doing the right thing and blah blah blah. I feel like with Nick they're kind of taken for granted that we know who he is. So like I haven't been romanced on Nick. I, I that's definitely part of it. I think the other part is like I just feel like he has been more complicit in the manufactured 
drama of the show, whereas in past seasons that the onus of that maybe was more on the contestants than the Bachelor or Bachelorette themselves, and they were almost like a foil to yeah. these like crazy schemes that people are working up. But it's just like you want know, to date with Vanessa and just every fucking word out of their mouth the entire time. Like it felt like if you would pan zoom the camera out and a, a micrometer, you would see the edges of the cue cards. Like, and I, I, I don't even think I'm necessarily jaded about this show. Cause I can still be wooed it over. Sounds like it sounds like you are. No, well, jaded. it can still like what happens at the end was an emotional fucking like gut punch. Cause it was like yeah. very authentic. It, it's it's and and Rachel's date was very authentic and very good, but there's yeah. so much horseshit this season, and it just like it just it it I, I think Nick was fun on Bachelor in Paradise for the same reason that everybody's more fun in Bachelor in Paradise, and that there's not this like there's not these this ton of artifice hanging off of it where you feel like you have to like follow the yeah. the rules of the show or whatever yeah you just, like, there, there's no direction they're trying to get you to go and i think that's why there's more like actual relationships like per capita that have come out of that season uh than 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 the core series but it's just like in 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 this nick is not fun at all he is like a producer co-conspirator like that's seriously when i think of nick in yeah. the season i just think of him as like this like this producer like co co creative director for this season yeah, it's right just, it's like just, he's behind the scenes saying like you know where we should shoot this i should be on the dock it just keeps me from feeling anything for this dude yeah. anything at all I, I don't dislike him there have been certainly there have been much 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 worse bachelors it's just like i don't know hey let's talk about the show please uh, so this week picks up where last week left off. Uh, the women have just been told by Nick that he's not sure if this is going to work from f- for him. And so they're all kind of sitting on a couch in shock. Um, and it's the next day. Uh, we get more shots of knees, which Griffin noticed. Just a big close-up on Raven's knees. Just a big, big, big close-up. There's also a really cl- big close-up on, like, apropos of nothing, oh, uh, Corn's foot, like, oh. her feet. Like, she had something on her feet, and it just, the camera was just, like, zoom, just, like, hitting the feet and knees. And it's like, somebody's got a thing. I don't know who it is. <laughs> Maybe it's um, me for noticing all these knees, but it's just, like, nonstop. And the next, the next scene is Nick on the beach with Chris. Uh, and they are having a little chat, and Chris basically says, um, are you ready to quit? And Nick says, a big part of me is ready to quit. Um, I hate to keep Harvey on this also, but Chris looked like he had just gotten fucking kicked out of a Margaritaville for violating the dress code. This dude was so fucking hashtag beach life. And that harsh sunlight did not do him any favors. I, I mean, he's a handsome man. He's a handsome man. It's just but like he has a very fair complexion. Apparently, the ESPN like uh, uh, what is it? They're like their prediction thing had like where is Chris going to have this conversation? And our friends did the thing, and they were like, "Oh, we thought it was going to be in a hotel." It's like, no, dude. If Chris can be on a beach right now, Chris will be on a beach <laughs> right now. What he is, is the like closest to the golf course? Because that is where he will be. <laughs> I think he's more of a beach man. I think he's like Kal-El, powered by the yellow sun, except he's powered by those good, good You don't good, follow good his Instagram, oh, do you? always on the links? His Instagram is just all links all the time. What do you think his handicap is? I mean, his handicap is that if he's not on a beach exposed to the sun's rays, he dies instantly. Minus mm-hmm. seven? That's very good, I think. That's like seven under par, isn't it? I don't know enough about golf to Plus? know. Plus? 
is four. I think plus four is anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay. Wait, let's 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 keep moving on this because there's not a it's lot that so happens. So fucking stupid, though. Uh, and so yeah, so Nick says that he thinks that there's a million ways that this wouldn't work out, but that he um, he wants to keep going. And he's wearing very tight shorts, and you get it. You get a very good look. Oh, you're at, looking at the nut. At were where, you looking at the nut? I don't know. That's what I was looking at. It just seemed very likely. I mean, I was looking at the knees. I wasn't even paying attention <laughs> to that nut. I was looking at those caps, those Andy caps. What? What would that be? They're kneecaps. Oh, kneecaps. I see what you did there. Come on. I was looking at those hot fries. <laughs> That's nice. Did you ever have those at school? Um, No. We had a vending machine. And I mean, it, I know what they are. Yeah, we had a vending machine, and everybody was all crazy about those hot fries. I always thought they were gross. Just, mm-hmm. it's, it's just like, they're not fries. Like, Andy, don't lie to me. You're weird. They're like weird styrofoam-esque Cheetos that yeah. have like a bad spiciness to them. No, thank you, Mr. I Cap. was never a big fan of any kind of Cheeto or Cheeto variation. I had those. Uh, we got a Tokyo crate. Justin and Sydney signed us up for that for Christmas. They sent uh, Japan exclusive barbecue Cheetos, y'all. It was a fucking flavor roller coaster. It took me <laughs> on a ride. Anyway, enough anyway. about snack chips. I would like to talk about Takis sometime, but whatever. Um. So Nick goes to the house, uh, and the women weren't expecting him, so they have to kind of assemble in the living room again, and. Nick starts crying again. Um, there was a, we don't know we don't want to judge whatever. Like he does a lot of crying this episode. I think, I think anybody should be able to cry whenever they feel like it. Sorry for all the, the sound in the background. It's kind of hot in the studio right now, and I took my jacket off. Um, he cries a lot this episode, like a ton of it, like a lot of a lot of the crying, like a lot of tears. And yeah, I guess like whatever. It's just like it was that's fine. Yeah, it was just like a lot. I, and I just I guess I wasn't always expecting it. I, I don't know where those tears are coming from necessarily, other yeah. than just stress. Um but he he says, you know, that he was skeptical, because uh, he's been close before and um To finishing. To finishing. <laughs> those are his words. But he says, I see what I want in this room, uh, and I want to get all the way to the end this time. But, okay, but it was delivered like, I've been so close to finishing, but this time, like, dragging it out, as if to say, we are nine minutes into this two-hour production today with, like, five episodes in this season left, and you guys are trying to, this is exactly the kind of shit I'm talking about, you guys are trying to make it seem like you actually want me to believe that he's going to fucking quit the show early. And then what's going to happen for the other hour and 51 minutes today and then the four days worth of television show that you have blocked off over the next month? How fucking stupid do you... We've seen stuff like Korn's Platinum Vagine. When is that supposed to happen? If he leaves now, Who does she hook up with like a cameraman or something? How fucking stupid do you think we... It makes no sense. Maybe they think we think it's going to be like a season of Top Chef where he makes it to the end, goes home for a few months, comes back for the final competition. It's just... But I'm, I'm being serious. They keep doing this like, is he going to go home? No, he's wicked not going to go. There's a 0% chance that that's going to happen for so many reasons, chief among them being Nick's not going to get off this fucking roller coaster voluntarily. Doesn't bother me. 
doesn't bother me because I don't think they really care whether I think he's going home or not. It's just part of the pomp and circumstance. It's just like, it's just the 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 magic behind the curtain. Like we're we're just playing along as viewers. We know he's not going home. They know we know he's not going home. They're just putting a show together for our delight. I get I get that. And I wouldn't have beef with that if I didn't feel like that was becoming like a majority of the show at this point. Like when you know that the villain's not going to go home, she's going to get the final rose every time, five weeks in a row. That level of like, it's not even predictable. It's not even the word. It's like law. It is a it is a it is law that that is going to happen. I don't I don't want to talk too much about the machinations of the show, but I will say the one thing that Unreal kind of proved to me is that I like thinking about how the show is produced it does not bother me that it is super produced because part of what i think about while i'm watching is what are they trying to do here what are they trying to make me feel and i enjoy that like that is interesting to me too i i agree with you and i i am into that inside baseball shit too I, and I sound so pretentious. I worry I sound pretentious every fucking time I talk about this. It was Terrace House that ruined this for me yeah. because Terrace House made me feel things that reality shows haven't made me feel before. And it's because it was pretty boring at times, but it got it tapped into some real shit. And Bachelor is like overjoyed to not only tap into like obviously dumb, like yeah. the show's going to end nine minutes in, but also like. It's the same shit. It's the same predictable yeah. stuff over and over and over again. And I, I don't have any problem with that. Like, a lot of that is, I, I use the word law, and it's like a lot of that is, like, encoded into the DNA of this show that I do love a lot, and a lot of it is because of of what the thing is and what that DNA is. But it's just, like, it's so much of it now, and it's, like, I, it's it's exhausting. Uh, it, a lot of this exasperation is coming from the fact that we're still in that badlands, though. Yeah, I think we're gonna get out of it in the hometowns. Yeah, it's I love you know. I talk about this every season. Hometowns favorite episode. Let's move through this. Let's get on to the rest of the episode. We're still like in the first five minutes. <laughs> it was just a dumb five minutes, man. Um, so they're going to um, and I'm gonna say this three different ways. Hopefully, one of them is right. Uh, Bimini. I like that. Bimini. Oh, I don't like that. By my eye. Oh, I hate that. That's the worst <laughs> one you did. Uh, it's an island in the Bahamas. I think it's Bimini. Bimini. I think you're right. Um, so the women are all super relieved that Nick is staying on the show. A lot of the women were like, oh, sick, Bimini. This is a dream come true. And Griffin um, and I looked at each other like, what? I haven't heard of it. It looks beautiful. It looks totally fucking rad. And it's on my radar now. Yeah. Um, but everybody was like, it's well, it's... It's my life's goal to get down to Bimini. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're familiar with, with the big tropical resort destinations. Yeah. I've never like been to the Bahamas or anything like that. So I don't or know. Hawaii or yeah. St. Thomas or any of those fancy, fancy islands. Yeah, sure. Uh, and so the, um, they get there. They run to a beach house. Uh, Griffin and I were laughing because they all run full force towards the beach house. I was hoping they would fucking straight up Kool Aid Man right through the walls, <laughs> just shatter through like the glass double doors, like Hulk style, yeah. just smashing. Uh, the date card shows up, and it's the first one on one, and it goes to Vanessa. Uh, and this is when we begin to see Corinne start to have like a small meltdown because she has not had a one on one yet, and she knows this is the week before hometowns. And the stakes are high, and if she doesn't spend much time with Nick, she's probably going home. So, um, so it's time for the date with Vanessa and Nick. They get on a yacht. There's a lot of yachts on this uh, 
on this week's episode? This episode was very Yahtzee. Yahtzee. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, Griffin, man. Griffin, we have we have a yacht to talk about, so we should keep oh, moving. Oh my god! <laughs> oh man, it's good shit. Yeah, you, you got another one? No, I absolutely don't. Um, I do. I do yacht have one. Like oh. I don't. Shit, we gotta go. Nobody's listening anymore. We could fucking I, here's my social security number. <laughs> Uh, so Corinne kind of cruelly, but it just coming from a place of extreme insecurity, uh, talks about how the date card said, let's go deeper. And she's like, oh, I don't even think there's anything deeper to go with Vanessa. With Vanessa, it's always like, oh, I'm Italian. I eat pasta. I'm a... I love the way you say pasta like you're on Family (laughs) Circus. I would like some Paschetti pasta peas. Paschetti pasta peas. You just can't ever let anything slip by, can you? I can't, Jeffy. <laughs> I meant to tell you that when you went in the backyard and you were doing some yard work today, you left a little dotted trail line everywhere you went. It was absolutely adorable. <laughs> um, the See, now I don't even want to say. <laughs> I'm in your head, babe. I'm in your head. I'm in your gears. So the whole thing was that Corinne was like, was summarizing Vanessa and one slammed of the her things, for being a, a, yeah. She's a like, special "Oh, I'm Italian. Teacher. I'm a special needs teacher. That's all there is to me." She's <laughs> like, "That's great. That's actually dope." Yeah, that's like real stuff. Yeah, that's like good stuff. Actually, also, you talk about Pazza more than like anybody <laughs> alive. All she does is talk about her her adult nanny. So it's weird. I don't get it. Uh, so Vanessa and Nick are on the yacht and. Uh, Vanessa said that when she got there, she was worried that Nick was going to make himself fall for somebody. And he was like, yeah, that's what I was worried about, too. And she's like, you know, I feel like I've really kind of put myself out there. And then you've kind of pulled away a little bit. Um, They go snorkeling and they reconnect. They kiss. Um, Vanessa tells us that she's in love with him and that she's confident that he feels the same. Yeah, she's going to tell him tonight during their date, and she says she's so excited to see what his reaction is. And it's like, well, unless it's... uh, it's so. This is one of those things that I feel like is actually a little bit unpredictable, because you don't know if this is going to be the season where they say it or they don't say it. Either they don't say it or they say it to eight women. So which one is Nick going to be? Nick handles this so poorly. Yeah, Um, dude. They go out to dinner for the second half of the date, and uh, she says that she is falling in love with him. I... Am, I, I am, am falling y'all, in love with they you. hit that am so hard sometimes. I don't know why they do that on this series, but they always phrase it like, I guess because it's it so is, expected. They're like, all right, you probably think I'm going to say this, but I want you to know for, for real, though, I am falling in right, love Right, when you. you say it like that, you are confirming yeah. the like need, right? Like, you expect me to be in love with you because I've made it this far in the show, but I am falling in love with you. I also think just like linguistically, when you're uncomfortable in a situation like that and you have to say this like completely like wild thing that people say to each other when they're like extremely, extremely serious and it's like somebody you haven't spent a lot of time with, I think it just comes out weird something. Like I yeah. swear to I swear, I think it's just, it comes out weird and it comes yeah. out uncomfortable. And that's why like 90% of the time I am in love with you. It just makes it easier to say. I am going to have that 
veal. Yeah. I think I will have that veal. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so she says this, and Nick, Nick does kind of the worst thing ever. He's like, <laughs> you know, I've been in love several times before, and some, a lot of times I've been in love on this show. And I know what it's like to be in love because I've done it many times. I've told women I love them, <laughs> told two women I loved them on this show. I proposed twice. Just a reminder. I've gotten 10 hand jobs. <laughs> so ten. just in life, not here. Oh, okay. Um, what other stuff have I done? <laughs> Gone over the shirt more times than I can even count. Anyway, um, what did you say? Oh, you are in love with me? Oh, I sorry. I thought I got confused. I, here are the different cup sizes of the women that I've been with. Right. I um, thought you'd asked me for how much stuff I did. Here's pictures of all of them. This one I think is the most attractive. Uh, and I wanted to show it to you. He really just sort of enumerates all of the love that he's had. And then, and then he does all that. And then he says, you know, I just want to be sure... The next time I say it, that it feels like the first time, uh, and that it, you know, I decided this season, he doesn't say this season, but, you know, basically. <laughs> this season, on the, this, the most shocking season of The Bachelorette, he I, says, Nick Vial. He says, this time I'm only going to say it to one person, uh, and I just, I'm taking it slow, but I want you to know I really, really like you a lot. And she, and she just sits and she's there. She's like, she sits there and it sucks. Yeah. And, and they're both just in it. And then he's like, well, let's get out of here. Let's go. <laughs> they're like um, sitting on a dock uh, having this romantic meal. And he, she, it's basically like she's got nothing to say. I, I, I kind of giggled at this at first because like in my mind, I was like, what did you expect? But also looking at the past couple seasons of this show, like you might expect him to say it back. Cause or just receive it. Just make out a lot. Usually what happens is and, they make out a lot. Yeah, don't talk about all of the people you've yeah. been in love with on this show that she is currently on and going through. It's interesting you would say that you were in love with me. I, too, have felt that before. Uh, and perhaps one day we'll feel again. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. And again, um, ten, hand, 10 hand jobs. Well, <laughs> nine and a half. Don't worry. Don't think about it. Don't worry about it. I mean, it seems pretty clear what a half would be. Does it seem pretty clear? Yeah. I guess so. Like, there's there's a there's a complete... Ooh, explicit there's Valentine's a, <laughs> episode. There's a complete number, and then there's a half number. That's true. And the difference is the complete number is complete. I guess... And the half number is incomplete. Sure. Um, it could also be 38 quarter hand jobs. <laughs> You know, or it's like 38 times. He's like, all right, let's do. No, let's not. Oh, time to go. Oh, let's see. actually stop. <laughs> I've gotten 38 quarter hand jobs before on this show. And so the next time I get one quarter hand job, I want it to be the only one quarter of it that I get. Sometimes I'm like, do you have change for a hand job? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I've got this quarter. And so I'll, I'll just take that because it's better than. Yeah. You know, I've got having... one sixth. Well, fucking let me convert that. I'd, oh, man. I sure hope my mom doesn't listen to this show anymore. <laughs> yeah, she's probably stopped at this point. No, she's definitely listening. Uh, group date. Just hand jobs. Group... Calm down, Linda. Group... <laughs> 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 
script. Quarter hand jobs, too. It's like not even a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) We gotta go. Group date. Yes. Group date is Christina, Raven, and Corinne. Who read it? Was it Raven who read it? Who read it? Whoever read it was kind of because she said, Corinne? Raven, like, gave it a nice long pause. I don't remember who read it. I don't write that down. Corinne, that means Corinne doesn't get a one-on-one, ever. I know. I know. It's crazy. Uh, So they go on a yacht, also. And they all get in their swimsuits, and then there's this gross sunscreen situation that happens. I found it, I found it, um actually kind of comical because first of all it lasts for four minutes uncut four minutes and it's just everybody rubbing lotion and it it was it was a lot of nick rubbing thighs which you pointed out women's thighs are his like security blanket yeah last week before he sent that woman home he like rubbed the hell out of her thigh and then was like is that right yeah and then was like, I'm going to have to send you home, but you're really attractive, and let me get that thigh a little bit. Let me bit. get that thigh. But it's not like a, it's not like a, I mean, it's it's rough, but it's not like a a direct, like, come on, I feel like. I f- honestly feel like it is what he does when he is uncomfortable in a conversation, because he does it, or he's uncomfortable because, like, women are rubbing lotion to him on a television camera or whatever. Um, but he just does a lot of like rubbing lotion and then lets the women rub lotion into him. And he's just like making this like goofy ass face the whole time. And yeah, the scene lasted just fucking forever. But there were also a lot of like, like transgressive close ups on everybody as they, they doffed their outerwear. Yeah. And we've seen all these women in swimsuits already. Like, I don't know why they keep like playing it out like it's new i felt bad for raven on this day because it was for a lot of it it seemed like christina and corn sitting like flanking him yeah and raven just kind of sitting off to the side while he like raven's got that swagger though like she never she fucking rules can i say like we have raven on our team which i'm psyched about um because she kind of fucking rules like she is she's a cool cucumber yeah she never seems like worried or she's unflappable yeah um uh, so they are on the yacht. They're getting closer to an island. And then everyone starts to joke about getting left on the island. Um, and Nick says, nobody's going to get left on the island. And they find out they're going to be snorkeling and swimming with sharks. And Christina is a little freaked out. And Raven says that she will punch a shark in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Corinne is just annoyed that Christina is freaked out because it means that she will be getting more time with Nick. Corinne asks, are they toothless sharks? Jesse, I missed that. I'm pretty sure it was Corinne. Somebody said it. I'm pretty sure it was Corinne. And I'm going to have to Google it now because i got to know, is that an actual thing? How do you guarantee that it's only toothless sharks that show up in this one spot if that is in fact true? I Corinne mean, does say that she spent a lot of time out in the sea on boats and yachts. Uh, and so maybe she is familiar with some kind of toothless shark. Um, almost, almost definitely no. Almost certainly not. No, 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 not, 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 not. Maybe there's like some rare breed or whatever the fuck uh, that I am not finding with a very cursory Google search. Or if you go to like a, like a aquatic place where they let you pet animals, they only put toothless sharks in there. Yeah, that's, mm mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah, for sure. A shark petting a, a hands-on shark aquarium. 
Yeah. Where they pulled all the yes, right? They pe- they pull yes. all the teeth out. Of, this is horrible. What yeah. you've suggested? <laughs> no, the, for the a shark lot of reasons has lost all of its teeth naturally. Naturally, just uh, sort of uh, just candy apples, gingivitis. Oh, can they ate a lot of candy apples and they lose their teeth? Okay, so is it just one shark or do they have multiple sharks that they in this like hands two. on two? Okay, so they're married. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, so this is an, a hands-on shark aquarium where two married sharks they get they get <laughs> together, and the people who run the this nightmare uh, give them candy apples until their mini rows of teeth are all removed from their head, and then so they do something to keep them from growing back, right? Like shark teeth just like pop, grow back a new one, like pop tarts popping out. I'm pretty they, sure. Do they grow back? It's I think it's like some lizards like tail stuff going on in there. Um. And so that once they've removed all the shark's teeth with candy apples, then kids can come and you can like put your mouth, your hand right in there, your head right in the shark's mouth. And it's like, fine. It's just like, even if that was a thing, how would you guarantee? Yes, we only let toothless <laughs> sharks in this part of ocean. Come dive in this part of ocean because we we made sure none of those toothed sharks are around here. I'll tell you what. One of our friends asked if they were going near the swimming pig uh, a part of the ocean swimming pig beach and I suggested that putting swimming pig beach near shark beach is like a recipe for just complete <laughs> sorrow just absolute abject <laughs> sadness unless they were toothless sharks unless they were toothless sharks yes uh, and so uh, Christina overcomes her fears briefly but then does get back in the boat um, and Nick comforts her and Corinne feels like she is just on a date with Christina and Nick at this point. I don't think I'd like to do this. The I get, with I sharks? get, yeah, I get. Like, and, and don't get me wrong, I know, I'm not uh, a dummy, and I get that. Like, sharks kill like eight people a year, and we kill and eat like a billion sharks a year. But those eight people that sharks kill every year, those eight people are probably swimming with them in Bimini, and so like, I don't want to be a statistic. I just always assume if something is super rare, it's not going to happen to me. Unless, but it's like, but what I'm saying is like, four people die every year from a vending machine falling on you. But I'm still not going to like grab a fucking <laughs> vending machine by the top of it and pull on it. That's fair because the, that's what those four people did. That's fair. But wouldn't you like to have the story of like I have swam with sharks before? No, nah, I think I'm all right. I got lots of other stories. <laughs> I guess that's true. Like, um. You know, like the time that you got that splinter in your foot that was real bad. That's happened to me so many times. My foot is is soft. I have an artist's foot, and it attracts splinters. What kind of art do you do with your feet? I don't. I'm saying like I don't move. I'm I, I'm sedentary <laughs> okay. is what I meant, so meant to say. Okay. Uh, so the second part of the date, um, they go to a big fancy house. And it's like another sitting around having drinks, eating snacks kind of evening. Uh, he pulls Christina away first. And um, he says that he, well, they're checking in. Everyone's checking in post Danielle going home because it's, you know, it's sent shockwaves through the, the whole cast. <laughs> uh, and he's like, you know, I was really, I realized I was really forcing things with Danielle, you know, and, and that's why I had to send her home. And then he cries again. Um, I don't really remember why. Um, yeah, this one, this was the one that I remember thinking like, kind of why are you guard. doing, why, are you that torn up about Danielle? Yeah. Um, Raven goes next and this is when he finds out that, um, Raven's family's had a really hard couple of years, 
um, her dad has lung cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess he's doing better now. Yeah, he's in remission, I think she said. Yeah. Um, but, um, but she, you know, just like is excited to bring Nick home and to have something like some good news to celebrate. I feel like we glossed over it, but I also feel like he had a great combo with Christina too, coming off their like really, really great one-on-one day. Like, man, I'm so, I'm so team Nick and Christina. Like it seemed like they were like just popping off. Um, and then it's Corinne's turn and she, you know, talks about how she's nervous about the lack of one-on-one. And he's like, well, it seems like you've really taken a lot of time and you make the most of our time together. You know, and when we, when, you know, this all first started, you would pull me away a lot. And we've just had a lot of really good time together. And at this point, she's like, oh, stop. You're so it's cute. Such a sh- it's kind of a shitty response to that, isn't it? Like, yeah, but on these garbage dates, I force <laughs> eight women to go on with me. You really stand out in the crowd. Yeah. It is still a crowd, though. Like, it's not it's not a real date. So, yeah, it's it's enough for her in that moment. But then he gives the group date rose to Raven and Corinne is is crushed again, a little devastated. Oh, and then Raven and him go see uh adam friedman adam friedman oh you know mm. musical artist adam friedman he's done music mm-hmm. and he did music on the he show did the music on the show so we have proof of it mm-hmm. um hey griffin uh-huh can i steal you away you want to do it this time i think you do a good one i'll, I'll set you up again the pitch was right. Yeah, but it needs a little bit more gravel, you I know? I can't gravel. My voice is too crystal clear. It's true. It's it's too, Your voice is too perfect and flawless. <laughs> I mean, you can do it. <clears throat> I, I can't, though. If I could get your pitch, though. You have perfect pitch. I have perfect gravel. Oh, I do not have perfect pitch. That's not true. <laughs> I'm right here. Don't, don't do this to me. What are we doing on the Jumbotrons? Okay. This message is for Dan and Sibivito Condon. Uh, This message is from Dave and Jamie Kelly. And it says, thank you so much for agreeing to suffer through the Bachelor Bachelorette with us so we can all listen to the salve that is Rose Buddies. You are our best friends. Love you guys. I mean, I don't know that it is this... um, Saw-esque death trap that you have to endure... Uh, it, it, it is a two hour long, uh, ABC television show. Although I don't know, watching it, watching it by ourselves without a big group of friends. I feel like I yeah. need a big group of friends and like a couple of Bevins to, to help me out with it. No, there is, there is some, some sadness if you're not among good company. Um, but thank you for tuning in and thank you for the, for, for getting that sweet message. Uh, here's another message for, um, Nikki, Deanna and Amy. And it's from Dana, who says, To my butt-legal girls, Whoa. After I gave Doug my final rose, you were the first people I had to tell. You are my rocks, and I love you. Our choreographed in-sync dance on my wedding day is going to be sick. Let's start practicing at my bachelorette party so I'm not Charlie. Group hug, love, Dana. Um, hey, babe. Uh-huh. What do you think butt legal means? I like to think it's a joke that is completely innocent. I mean, yeah, it's completely innocent no matter what. 
but I like to think of like a it's well, I think of like a Polly Shore movie where he is an anthropomorphic butt, but he's also a um a lawyer and he like he helps, you know, crack the big case. But he is a big he's a huge butt. And I think it's called Butt Legal? Well, yeah, I guess Butt Legal would be the name of the movie. Whatever Butt Legal means. And I celebrate it. I celebrate that turn of phrase. There's no judgment here. Congratulations on your your upcoming wedding, and good luck with the big dance. I know how stressful that can be. Oh, and I wanted to say there there may be some other Valentine's message out there that didn't make it in time for this week. Um, so if it's you, a busy week for us, if you didn't hear your message, don't don't give up hope. It'll probably be on next week's episode. Do you do the Tim Allen thing again when we leave? No. Do you want me to? I want to try again. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you wanted to do it. Well, no, I want you to sing the song. I want to do okay. my grunt again. Jan, 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 Jan. Oh, this is a different key. Jan, Jan. Oh, no, no. What? It's, it's just even more force <laughs> behind it. Like, if Tim came at it and he was like, <laughs> more power, it would be like, I don't get this show. <laughs> yeah, Patricia right. Henderson's excellent, but who's this clown? I know. I don't commit. Uh? <laughs> like that? <laughs> Are you sad and confused about world politics? Worried about the upcoming inevitable nuclear war? Or maybe a rat is living in your house? There's a rat living in my house. How do you get rid of a rat from a house? Why not immerse yourself in a completely fictional, imagined podcast for the beef and dairy industries? It works for me. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is the number one podcast for those involved, or just interested, in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. Don't worry, it's funnier than it sounds. Find us at beefanddairynetwork.com or maximumfun.org or wherever you get your podcast from. Oh, God, there's the rat. Oh, God. This is when um, it's time for the next one-on-one, which is Danielle and Nick. Uh, Danielle has also had a one-on-one So before. Nick is going on the one-on-one also? Or they didn't let Chris take this one? That'd be weird if he was like, I would like to go on a date now. What's wrong? Did they go get pasta together? <laughs> Just some Valentine's ribbing. How fun. A lot of people leave reviews and they're like, I love all the lovely ribbing because I can tell it's all good natured. And it is. <laughs> hey, Rachel, what did Griffin get you for Valentine's Day this year? Oh, no, he just made fun of me. Rack of ribs. Because I'm ribbing, ribbing you together. on your podcast. Yeah. I'm sorry I ribbed you, okay? Hey, so- look, don't. No, we're not doing the thing where we have a fight on the podcast and then we move on and we talk about other people's love before we repair our own. <laughs> I'm Please don't laugh at me right now. I'm opening myself up. I'm sorry I ribbed you. It's Valentine's Day. I should be better than this. Apology accepted. That's not the only thing I got you. Look what's in this box. It's full of emeralds. Just loose emeralds. Loose emeralds of various sizes and cuts. Just a just a shake a shake no no can of emeralds. Listen to him. No, that didn't sound like emeralds. Fuck. I thought it might sound like emeralds. You don't have any of your Dungeons and Dragons dice around here? There you go. This is a bunch of Nintendo three DS games. Oh god. That I have just loose sitting out of my desk. What if somebody heard that and was like, there's four? There's four games. That sounded, there, is, there are four that 3DS games. It sounded like four games to There's me. four 3DS games and one regular DS game. Good, okay. good ear, babe. Thanks. Hey, babe. Sorry I ribbed you, though, for real, though. It's okay. I feel guilty about it. It's okay. I feel like you're still mad at me about the ribs. 
Nah, the ribs are great. Can I get some bro grabs? I don't know what that means. Come on. <laughs> Sorry about the ribs. It's okay. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. I'm so glad I found you. It's the best one ever. <laughs> um, Danielle and Nick are on the beach. They're riding bicycles. Uh, and this, we get kind of almost a montage. There's some kids. There's some dancing. They have some drinks. They talk about Wisconsin. Um, they talk about hometowns. They and sort of talk about Wisconsin. They sort of talk about hometowns. This is when Nick tells us that like things are not really going anywhere. This convo is uncomfortable, that man. It's awkward. That like they've kind of lost some momentum. It's not even just awkward silence. I think it's actually that what happens here is worse than that. In that it is awkward. Both of them trying and just fucking. He does. Failing. He does literally rub her thigh, which means you know we know means he's uncomfortable. It's like the fucking Godfather, like kissing <laughs> Luca right before he's taken out, like. They see like an island of shells and they refer to it. Um, is that a, just a big, big shell island? Yeah. Nick's- is that an old shell island? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's an old shell. All these old shells just sort of piled up. <laughs> old shell island. There's a bunch of old shells over there. Let's there, live there. There's just a little teeny crab that is the groundskeeper. Uh-huh. He just pushes the shells pushes around. Pushes the shells all together. I love that. Isn't that nice? Got well, a little, little gray mustache. Yeah, like a Wally, but like underwater. Yeah. While that's Finding Nemo. No, that's a different okay. different thing. Um, So they talk about how comfortable they are together. And he talks about how her face is, quote, pretty great. Uh, and then she launches into the, uh, you know, my heart's been really open um, and I just feel really good about us. And this is when you know the axe is coming. Yeah. Um, and Nick says something about how, like, you know, I've been in love before. And, you know, there's always that longing with love. And I just, I just don't think we're going to get there. Um, and the- then he's like, you're just so great. Uh, yeah. And she says, not great enough. Which that was, was brutal, yeah. Nice it, 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 Nick has this way about him. We've referred to him as the axe man, and I think he's definitely more uh, like straight to the point than a lot of folks that we've seen headlining this yeah, show. Yeah, not as good as Ben, though. Not as good as Ben, because what uh, Nick does that's a little bit chicken shit is um, he always talks about the future being the reason. Like, I just don't think in an infinite amount of time you get infinite monkeys with infinite keyboards like <laughs> he's like give you know i just don't see us in the future getting it what he doesn't say is like i'm just not feeling it now now i'm well, just and he not always tries it. to like compliment them in a big way too like but you're just so attractive yeah it's like thanks nick do you think they should stop walking them out on both on both bachelor and bachelorette I, I can't imagine wa- anybody wanting that. Well, but it looks cold, right? If he just keeps sitting at the table and she gets up and walks away and he just keeps sitting there. Maybe. But I also think about it from her point of view. Nobody has ever been like, can I walk you out? Yes, please. <laughs> Which way is the car? I don't know where the... You want to get you want to get something to eat on our way out? Yeah. I'm going to hit the mini bar for a second. Is now a good time to hold your hand? <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst though should we kiss one last time you shouldn't if you've been kicked off the show your kissing license has been revoked and torn up and destroyed please don't try to do it again what if they were like i want that weird gift i gave you on the first night back 
I want you to give me that wooden box I gave you with all my pictures in it. Mm-hmm. That that necklace I gave you made out of my... I'll wait. I'll stand here and wait. Go the, get it. The necklace I made you out of my baby spoon. Or the shark teeth. Or the shark teeth From those that I fucking sharks. tore out with candy <laughs> apples. Uh, so Danielle goes home. Yeah. That's it for Danielle. Goodbye, Danielle. So this leaves us with five women and four spots, although Raven already has a rose, so it's really three spots. And really at this point, like... Who are we talking about? We're talking about uh, Rachel. We're talking about Corn. We're talking about Christina, and we're talking uh, about Vanessa. And it's like who, all four of those women are like invincible. Yeah, um, I, I had yeah, a hard time I mean, imagining who it was going to be. I think at this point we've realized Corinne is is at a, more of a front runner than I think we. Yeah, but and also thought. we realize that she's not fucking going home because then they spend the next 20 minutes of the show just her having this fucking crisis yeah. of like, I'm going to go home. I'm going home. I'll go home. I'm going home next. I'll be the one that goes home next. And it's like, if the show's belaboring it that much, it would be so stupid if they actually did that. No, you're not going home. So corn's good. Uh, so Danielle shows up and gets her things and... This is when Corinne decides, you know what, I could go home at any moment. I've really got to put my back into this. So she starts kind of dressing up a little bit, um, you know, putting on some some makeup and some clothes. And she goes to the Hilton where Nick is staying uh, and goes to his room. This is the Vagine thing, guys. Yeah, Just to so let you know we're here. It's here. He offers her a drink. Um, he says, I'm having a nightcap. Can I get you something? And she's... She's like, I just want to make sure you're okay. Which, like, oh, man, she cannot sell that line at all. Some women can sell that line. Corinne cannot sell that line in this instance. Uh, so he opens the champagne in a kind of a sexual way, I would Open say. The champagne. He said he was having a nightcap already, but you hadn't opened the champagne, so you weren't. And also, like, I don't know, man. And they're sitting on the couch, and he, like kind of grabs her hand and then like he doesn't know what to do with it once he has it he like <laughs> brings it to his mouth and then his face yeah it's a weird moment and then um this is when we get the line about her heart and and her private parts and i like lost it it's like when you're watching a movie and they say the name of the movie <laughs> yeah i like fucking lost my mind i was just yelling i was like yes it's here it's here or like it's here. when you're watching saved by the bell and slater comes on screen yeah and he's like it looks like i've been really saved by the bell this time because he like just barely made it to the bus <laughs> you know the bell the bell on the bus yeah just time to watch the bus fly by mm-hmm. but i guess there's not a bell on the bus is there Mm-mm. shoot uh, and so then she takes him into a separate room of the suite, and the door closes, but they're still mic'd. Probably the, bed, probably the bedroom. I don't want to assume. Well, she says, let's dive into bed, so it's... <laughs> I think it was a bedroom. We didn't see a bedroom. We don't know. That's a good point. Yeah, we don't want to, We don't want another gross factual I, error on the I show. I am a hard journalist. Yeah, you sure are. <laughs> You've been calling Elon all day. Uh, Elon, tell me, was it a bedroom? Was it? I gotta know. <laughs> I need first-hand confirmation. So they're still mic'd, so we get to see their exchange. Um, and, and then there's some kind of some fun some fun Mad Libs here. Yeah. She says, let's dive into bed. And then she says, you have to have two hands on at all times. Don't no, jiggle. No jiggling. Lightly massage. Here's, here's, here's Where what, do you think those two hands are? Do you want to know the truth? I think that they were on... Um, you can't see it, but I'm raising my eyebrows she right really, now. She really is. 
Um, I think that they were on like a fucking rolling pin making biscuits two fucking weeks ago. Because straight up, if I can't see the people in on this fucking dastardly fucking Loki trickster television show, if I can't see the people's mouths moving and the words coming out of them, I can assume that they're coming from eight different days, like 14 different conversations, <laughs> fucking spliced up, like, I want you to touch my vagine. Like, cut up, fucking spliced and Tiesto remix the fuck up. I don't trust this show as far as I can fucking throw it. And in like a DVD form, I could throw it pretty fucking far. So like when they go behind closed doors and it's like, don't touch me there. It's like, you could have been, that could have been in reference to like anything, anywhere with anyone at any time, wherever. <laughs> like I, yeah. it's, yeah. That's fair. What we're led to believe happens. He tells her that she's very attractive but then says that he doesn't think it's a good idea. And then he says, aren't we supposed to wait in these instances? I mean, I mean, structurally, <laughs> yes, two more weeks. You're supposed to wait until yeah. there's just three people left. And then um, you get to go to the sex house, I think is what it's called. <laughs> uh, and so Corinne is embarrassed and she keeps saying like, oh, my God, like she feels silly. Uh, and he's like, you know, it's not, it's not a big deal. He says he didn't want to make a mistake like he made on Caitlyn's season, which is like, I was curious if they were going to draw a parallel. Yeah. I was curious if they were going to draw a parallel because, um, that was, that was, I think that's the biggest blemish sort of on Nick's like past is he, um, well, and then he like, right. That's what I'm saying. Like he, they, they hooked up and then like, whatever I hook up on the TV show, whatever you're two consenting adults. Go, go nuts. I'm talking about what he did to Andy. Right. Was it Andy or was it? No, it was, remember? wasn't it? Holy shit. Andy, I thought it was Caitlin that he did it to. Caitlin was the one that he had sex with He had sex with, with her on the season, and then the whole season became about the fact that she had yeah. sex. Andy's the one the he thing. called Andy's out. Andy's the one he called out. You're right. I got them confused. I thought it was Caitlin that he called out in the thing. That was either the- way, sex causes problems for Nick. Well, The Bachelor causes problems for yeah, Nick. that's good. That's fair. Um, uh, I don't know. This was... It was... It was Again, another thing that they've literally been building up the entire season that lasted the span of, like, between two commercial breaks. Um, Yeah, and then we have to watch Corinne, like, walk out of the hotel. That was uncomfortable. Like, you hate to see somebody, like, try to, like, assert their sexuality and get shot down under, like, any circumstances. And then she was, like, she was a wreck the rest of the episode because she thought, like, oh, I'm definitely going home now. Uh, if the, if the, like, uh... Yeah, she keeps saying that it backfired. Like, I, I don't know if her intent was to have sex with him. It seems like it was. Um, but you can tell that she's very embarrassed. Yeah, it was just, like, kind of... It was kind of embarrassing. It was... I don't know that it was as shamey as, like, this show has been in, in no, the past. yeah. It was just, like... But you had, like... I feel like if you're on the watching it, I I feel like I've picked up on this. If you're in the show, I feel like you definitely have to pick up on Nick is not going to do anything to to harm his image now in this the 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 the, the yeah. twilight hours of his no. tenure on this on this franchise. Probably he's not gonna he's not gonna make some twist now and have some big big thing in his season that will like then be what what his narrative is in the bloids 
um, it, it'll be an unfair narrative if, if it pops up, but he knows how this fucking game works at this point. Yeah, no, he, he has really, like, he's bought into the rules of right. the show. So if you're, if you're corn, like, you gotta know that it's not, he's not gonna go for that. Like, he's, he, he's not. Like, he's not a Ben Flagenic. Like, he's not gonna, he's not gonna go for it. I hope I'm not sounding, like, judgmental of people, like, hooking up or whatever, because that's not where I'm coming from. I'm coming from, like, this is how the show operates and nick knows it better than anybody who's played the game before and so like you gotta know that he's not gonna he's not gonna go for this well i'm sure i mean i'm sure she was coaxed into oh for sure making that play corn we we talked about corn and like there's some oh boy is there some problematic stuff with corn and like how her nanny has become this weird running joke now, like that is referenced in every episode and just as like a corn modifier. Yeah. Which is kind of gross. And by the way, folks, like I see some folks sharing stuff in the group about like corn's nanny, like having like fake Twitter and Instagram accounts. And like, I think that sucks. And it, it's a real person. And we have fun here on Rose Buddies, but like people like impersonating her uh is i think kind of shit yeah news. she's a real person doing her job i mean regardless of how we feel about that job like she's you know she's an employee and, and yeah she's clearly close to this family it sucks the way the show is like treating it as like a really really run down into the ground joke about like corn's entitlement or whatever um i yeah i feel like i feel like her um I feel like nobody, I talked about this last week. I don't think anybody in the house hates her. I think everybody in the house kind of likes her, actually, and thinks she's just, like, kind of uh, young. Because her and Rachel have this interaction back at the house where Rachel's, like, calming her down. Um, and, and we've seen, like, a few interactions with other women in the house that are, like, kind of uh, caring and kind of sweet. And, like, I do not think it is this, like... Um, toxic villainous relationship that the the, the show yeah. maybe wants us to think. No, it they is. seem to treat her like she's just kind of a goofball. Yeah. Um. Okay. Last date, Rachel. Uh, they're going to experience local culture, and so Nick picks her up and takes her to a local bar that he assures us is not one visited by tourists. And they drink more bottles. We've seen a lot of bottles in these like straw jackets. Uh, this episode. Mm -hmm. uh, so they have some of those. And they talk again about hometowns. Uh, and this is when they have maybe the most interesting conversation that has ever happened on yeah. the show. Nick says, am I similar to guys you've dated before? And there's there's kind of an undercurrent there. Absolutely. It's a leading question. Um, and she picks up on it right away and says, what well, kind of? I have never brought home a white guy before. I've dated white guys before, but I've never brought a white guy home. Yeah. Um, and she says, my, but my entire family is everybody. Um, like, you know, it's, it's not going to be basically implying, like, it's not going to be an issue. It's not like we've never had white people yeah, sure. in our family before. Um, it was, it, it the, the whole conversation, I'm, Rachel makes it through to next week. And I'm like, kind of, I'm, I'm excited for this Well, we assume so. There was no... That's rose a good point. Ceremony. There's no rose ceremony. Um, it was a, a conversation that I don't, I wouldn't trust this show with, uh, and it was handled like really, really well. And I, it was like so fucking real, man. Like, yeah. I this this was this was one of the few times where like I feel like Nick wasn't like 
reading lines off a, a, a script well, yeah, or something and, like reading plays because she he like genuinely doesn't know what to expect from this hometown and was like actually doing genuine reconnaissance like it seemed like well and they didn't over dramatize it either. no not at all you know they didn't play any like loud music behind it or build in all these pauses or or make it seem like it was going to be this big heated thing like it just seemed like a real sincere conversation it seems like we're giving the show like points for something that of course it shouldn't have like yeah. exploited it but like this is um i think this is the the farthest that a black woman has made it on the show before and so like it it like they could they could be bad about it cuz this show is bad with so many other things i like uh, i don't un- see why it couldn't also be very bad at race yeah. Yeah. and so like well and it, it has been. it has been a lot yeah. of the time so like i don't know it was it was uh, like every conversation that rachel's involved in it was just so like like very very genuine yeah. and that is what makes me so fucking excited about the idea of her being the bachelorette like yeah. oh man uh, so she says the phrase that Griffin really liked. She says, I love sports. I don't play games. That's fucking good, Rachel. I'm going to nice. use that. It's nice. Um, and then I wrote down another moment. So they're out on this pier, and Rachel sits up on the banister of this pier. Oh, yeah. And uh, they're kissing. She's like, okay, she's sitting on the banister and like on the rail, so much so that if she tilted backwards, she would fall into the ocean. And so Griffin completely sincerely, not even as a joke, in, reflexively yeah it says all right dangerous <laughs> i was like i'm writing that down that is so revealing <laughs> it's dangerous she had like her arms wrapped around him but she was sitting on this pier it's a romantic moment between two people out- a dangerous romantic moment yeah <laughs> i swear i do i wasn't making some sort of like oh shucks goof it was like i saw this happening and i was like all right dangerous <laughs> Gives you a little window into the wild and crazy stunts that Griffin and I get up to. Right. Uh, this date was really, and that sweet was it. That was that was it. Very the date short. was over. Yeah. yeah, that was the that was the end of the date. We the next scene is Rachel going back to the house, um, and we cut to Chris and Nick. And Nick says he knows what he wants to do. He wants to say goodbye to a woman, and he wants to do it in private. Uh, not in front of everyone at a rose ceremony. And then he goes to the house. I called this, by the way, from downtown. Yeah. I, I like, I couldn't figure out who was going home. Uh, I thought because there had been so much speculation about Rachel being the bachelorette that maybe it'd be Rachel, but it didn't make sense because they'd had such a good date. And then, of course, they're, they're leaning so hard on Corinne, like making it seem like, oh, it's definitely Corinne. It's definitely Corinne. Uh, and so he shows up at the house, and we know who whoever's name he says is the one who's going to go home. And so he walks in the door, and he asks where Christina is. Y'all. And takes Christina out on the porch and starts talking about how great she is, and then she knows right away that she's going home. I hate that, but it's like... 100% of the time, if the Bachelor or Bachelorette comes to you and is like, hey, I think you're so great, it'd be like, all right, pull, the, car, pull the fucking car around, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so she says, you didn't give me a fair chance. Um, and he's crying a little bit. You're like some, you'll make some guy very happy someday and you have a lot to offer somebody that you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to settle for somebody who says that they have better relationships with other people. And, and he, he says that line that I hate so much where he's like, I don't want to say goodbye to you. 
It's like, you know, clearly you do. You do. You or saying else you do that somebody sentence else right is now. not helping. And yeah, and so that's the end of the episode. Um, we're suggested that next week the women are still nervous because they're like, well, are more people going home? Is this it? Are there maybe three on hometowns instead of four? But we're pretty sure that that's it. Yeah. Uh, and that's the episode. Uh, boy, I guess we have more to talk about there than I thought. Although a lot of that was home improvement impressions. <laughs> like a 16 minutes of that was home improvement. So. Um, so I guess we'll we'll wait for this Jimmy Kimmel announcement. Yeah, I mean, it's 1052, right? Like, it should be happening, like, right about now. I'm telling you, we just get on Twitter and figure it out. I mean, we could also just pause this and go walk in the other room for, like, two minutes and see. Because I think it's happening right now. Okay, so we just watched the big announcement. Big breaking news. Oh, is he going to barf? It's Cecil, not Henry. It's our cat. We can't let him outside or else he'll wake the baby up. He's a big old Johnson like that sometimes. Anyway, official confirmation. He's really frightening me now. We uh, we sat down with our cat and we watched Jimmy Kimmel. And the announcement um, showed us that the Bloids were correct. The Bloids, you got them this time. Missed it on Bat Boy, but you got R- this one. Rachel is the next Bachelorette. Rachel's going to be the next Bachelorette. Y'all, I'm so excited. She, <laughs> Jimmy... I feel like here's the thing about Jimmy. I think his most endearing and like funniest shit is when he's talking about The Bachelor because it is so evident that he's like such a hyper fan. Uh, and he says, So I take it that the hometown dates didn't go so well. And now Cecil's jumping into a big cardboard box. We have seconds before this thing <laughs> falls apart. Yeah, he basically confirms what I think. Um, <laughs> big asshole. I think everybody was annoyed about, um, which is that by announcing that Rachel is the Bachelorette, we know she doesn't win. Yeah. Um, and so Jimmy says, well, this is kind of a big spoiler, isn't it? Uh, which it is. Um, but here we are, America. This is all the conversations they've had, by the way, Rachel and Nick have been like, so what do I call your dad? Well, his name's Sam. So Sammy? No, don't call him Sammy. Uh, call him sir or your your honor or your excellency. You know this fucking dude's going to yeah. roll up and be like, Sammy. Yeah. Hey, Sammy, can I marry your daughter, please? <laughs> that Sammy. Like <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so there's this suggestion that they are they are starting to cast and they are they want to get the word out and um we are lucky to be a big fan of Rachel. It's like being locked in here with a fucking bobcat. Like it's being locked in here with like a just like a panther, a hungry angry panther. I think he heard that Henry's gotten on the show and he's now Yeah, he wanted to guess one in a piece. Anyway, that's the episode. We're very very excited. Rachel, congratulations. Uh we'd love to have you on the show sometime. He's hanging on the doorknob. What the fuck, dude? Um, uh, he's incredible. This cat, this uh, cat. Rachel. Congratulations, seriously. And to you, Rachel, again, like you must be so fucking stoked right now, just because yeah. of like the name. Maybe there'll be some like T-shirts they print that say like Rachel is the Bachelorette, and I can just you wear can those. wear it, and it'll be fun. Yeah, that's fun. Um, thanks for <laughs> listening. Thank you to Maximum Fun for having us. You can go to maximumfun.org, check out all the great podcasts there. I'm talking about shows like One Bad Mother, Stop Podcasting Yourself, Beef and Dairy Network. They're all super great. Uh, we have other shows uh, that the McElroy family does. They're all at McElroyShows.com. You can find out all our contact info, P.O. boxes, email, Twitter, uh, all our videos and stuff that we do all there. Um, anything else, Rachel? Oh, I just wanted to quickly thank uh, somebody made us a CD of cool songs for kids. Oh, yeah. 
And I forgot to thank them last week. Um, so that is thank you to Andy for the mix CD. Um, there's all sorts of cool stuff on there, like the the white stripes and uh, Cat Stevens, and they might be giants. And oh, sick! We should pop that in. Sometime. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah, thank you to everybody who who sends us stuff. It's we get a lot, and it's all very very touching and very sweet. Thank you all so much. Um, next week, hometown, strap in, get ready. We going to Hoxie. We're going to wherever everybody else is from. <laughs> Quebec City, I think. Who's from Canada? Vanessa. Oh yeah, She's Canadian. Uh, okay, that's I think it. Rachel's from Dallas. Okay, we gotta stop because the cat is really stressing me out. There's so much expensive things in here, and just a single cat hair. If it gets in my gaming PC rig, it'll all just come falling apart. Okay. Then I won't be able to play all my esports. Okay. And you know I gotta have my esports. I do know that about you. I like esports. I don't play games mm-hmm. except <laughs> all the esports games I play. <laughs> Um, until next time, I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Rachel McElroy. When you're ready. Final Rose. Stay with us on this journey of joy. Spoiler alert. She ends up with Soldier Boy. Right My name is Patrick. My name is Parker. Max FunCon has been a huge inspiration in my life. And now I have this network of friends that I've made that span literally across the entire globe, and they're some of my favorite people in the world. I truly cannot believe the amount of wonderful and lasting friendships that have come out of this. If you feel like you might not fit in, as long as you're a good person, you'll fit in because everyone there is good and amazing and kind and wonderful, and you should absolutely go. It will be the best decision of your life. Make a ton of new friends like Parker and Patrick at Max FunCon. Tickets for Max FunCon and Max FunCon East are on sale now at maxfuncon.com. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.